Hey guys, Derek Chai here, and we've made episode number 10, yay, of our podcast series. And it's been a great learning experience for me. I'm hoping that you've been enjoying some of the content that I've presented in my podcast. I'd love to hear comments and suggestions or any other feedback by my email address, which is Derek at DerekChaiPhotography.com.au or reach out to me as usual on social media. I'd love to hear of any other topics that you'd like me to discuss. But being the second episode that I've recorded today, I thought I'd talk about the subject of how many pictures you should take and whether you should carry your camera with you everywhere. Now, when you get your brand spanking new camera, you're going to be very tempted to take it everywhere and to take as many photos as you can. And that's a great thing because the way you get better at something is to do it over and over again. By doing it over and over again, you're going to be able to see what you're doing wrong, what your weaknesses are, and you're going to be able to improve upon them by trying new and different techniques. And you're going to be trying them when there is no pressure on the situation. So some of you may be aspiring to be professional photographers and others may just want to be good at what they do, which is great as well. But even if it means that you're doing your daughter's 10th birthday party or whether you're doing your family Christmas photos, you want to have some idea of what to do before the day so that you actually get some decent pictures on the on the occasion that you don't have that regret where you take the pictures and you put them into the computer and you have a look at them and they're all garbage. And that only comes with practice. In the first few years, I had a lot of stinkers. So basically, you think you've done good, you go home and your photos are out of focus. And that's the number one problem that you can't fix is having photos that are out of focus, whether it's because you have focused on the wrong object and for example if you take a portrait the face is not in focus or it may just be the fact that you're using relatively slow shutter speeds and you're not able to hold the camera steady and you have camera shake so all those things result in disappointment and discouragement and lack of self-confidence and that's the number one way that you're going to drive yourself out of something that you potentially love so not everybody, and in fact, very few people are good at something without practicing. So, you know, you, you just don't give up just because your first hundred pictures are horrible because, as the old saying goes, your first 10,000 or 20,000 hours is where you learn and that's how, you, how long it takes to master something. And photography is no different to any other thing. And I strongly encourage you to go out and take lots of photos and be ruthless when you get home. So if if a photo is rubbish, just think of it as rubbish and get rid of it. Don't have this idea, this romantic idea that, you know, the sun was perfect, the, the subject was posing perfectly. If you missed the picture and you didn't capture the essence of it, or if you're technically... Um, made a mistake and the photo is not of high quality there's no point in trying to as I said be 
be romantic about it and just keep it because it's not something that's worth keeping in the end. And the more you realize this, the quicker you realize that you will put that little bit of pressure on yourself and you will improve. If you're just relaxed and you think anything is okay and mediocre is okay, you will never get any better. And with anything, your, your aim is to be as good as you possibly can. Whether you turn it into a career or not is irrelevant. You want to be good at it. And the way to do that is to be self-critical and practice a lot. All of us, apart from the very few who may still be living in the, in the Stone Age, we all carry a camera of some sort with us 24 hours a day. And that is our smartphone. So if you've got any sort of decent recent year smartphone, you're perfectly capable of taking ridiculously good pictures. And, you know, you don't necessarily always have to carry your point and shoot or your mirrorless or your DSLR with you. One of the things that I always advocate is that you should always have a camera with you, not only because it allows you to, to practice your photography, but it also allows you to to take that picture in case the circumstance arises. So you never know what will happen. You will spend a lot of time with your smartphone and you end up with no pictures. And you've all, and I'm sure everyone's been through the experience where you specifically bring out all your gear and you come back and it's not been a very successful day. But there are also, on the other side, there are days where you think that nothing's going to happen and the most amazing of sunsets or the most ex amazing experiences happen or you just come across something that's beautiful and you want to take a picture of it and you don't have the camera with you. So, yeah, taking a camera with you everywhere is a great idea. How, how big a camera you want to take is basically a personal choice and really depends on where you're going in the circumstance. For example, if you're just going out for, for sushi for dinner with your, with your family, you probably aren't necessarily going to bring your DSLR with you or your mirrorless, but you can. But you've always got that phone with you or you can get very compact mirrorless cameras now which do a fantastic job and they still fit in a big jacket pocket or they will fit in a small bag. So it's a great idea to have it with you. If your battery is charged, you've got a small fixed prime lens on, those pancake lenses on mirrorless are wonderful because you can get a 35 millimeter equivalent and they're tiny and they weigh hardly anything. So you can literally bring it anywhere with you and take heaps and heaps of pictures. Now, as you get better at your photography, one of the skills you develop is the ability to have that eye and to decide whether a photo is worth taking or not. This whole idea of having a fast lens and having the, the motor drive on and shooting three, four, five, nine, twenty frames a second, it's not the ideal way because it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the shot, but it also means it's going to take you a whole lot of time culling your photos when you get home. The whole aim of photography is timing, and to get the timing is, is practice rather than the, the machine gun approach. And, you know, that's one of the things that I've never actually done is to use this approach. And the other thing is, as you get more experience, you'll know whether a picture is going to look good before you take it. Now, back in the in the learning stages, you'll take photos thinking they're good, or 
you think that you're going to be able to go home and fix them in post, but more often than not, if it doesn't look like a picture in your viewfinder, it's not going to be a picture, even no matter how much Photoshop you're going to do with it. So nowadays, when I come across a scene where there might be a picture, if I look at it and it does look like a picture, I physically just don't take the photo, rather than just take it and have to spend half an hour trying to you know, try and clean it up in Photoshop when I know that the end result is not going to be anything spectacular anyway. I'm beyond the point where I just want loads of loads of mediocre pictures, especially when you're doing stuff in your everyday life where you know that you're going to have an opportunity to go back. Um, obviously, things are different when you're traveling and you may only have one opportunity. Even the light, if the light's not fantastic, you know that you may not be back in Paris for the next 20 years. You're going to want to take the shot. But at home, you don't need to be that, uh, that desperate and you can afford to, to pick your time and come back tomorrow or come back next week or come back at a different time of day to get the better shot. So be a little bit more judicious and it'll save you a lot of work afterwards and it'll also do a lot for your confidence and your ability to take great photos. So we are all really individual in what we like taking pictures of and that's great. Whatever you love to take pictures of should be the pictures that you take. However, it's also a good idea to broaden your horizons a little bit and just do some different stuff from time to time and because it keeps your creative juices flowing and it gets rid of all that staleness. So even if you're a landscape photographer, it's good from time to time to take pictures of people and vice versa. If you're a portrait photographer, getting out in nature and taking some spectacular scenery is really going to re-energize your photography and you never know. Great portrait photographers are also great landscape photographers because they know how important the background of the photo is and you know, the more you the more you experience, the more you work out what your style is, and the more you'll determine what you actually love taking. So, any time you have the opportunity, go out and experiment. Whether it's with your family, or whether it's by yourself, or with some fellow keen photographers, just go out there and shoot. No one needs to know of your failures. It's all a very personal thing. And you know, I know a lot of professional photographers who do something for a living, but their passion or their artistic creativity is placed on their on their personal shoots where they can actually take photos of the things they want the way they want without the pressure of a client's expectation of what they should be doing. And that's one of the great ways to develop an individual style and I highly suggest it. So some of the places that are great, especially around Sydney, is you could go to the harbour and take some stuff around the bridge and the opera house. There are plenty of street scenes in the city that you can take pictures of. There's gardens, there's short treks to the beach, Blue Mountains, Central Coast. There's lots of places that you can travel without having to, to break the budget and spend thousands of dollars on airfares and accommodation. So heaps of stuff. Just go out there and shoot and, you know, if you love photography as much as I do, it really doesn't matter what the subject is, where the situation is, you always find something that you love, and you always find something that you want to take pictures of. So this 
marks the end of our episode number 10. We will be doing some more podcasts in the next few weeks as it gets really close to Christmas. So there'll be a lot of exciting stuff that I'm going to report to you, going to tell you about some of the Christmas photos I've taken and some of the pictures that I will be taking on our staycation this year. And I'm only going, I'm also going to dabble in a little bit of video. So I'm going to be shooting with a GoPro and taking some video around town, which I may upload to my YouTube channel. So keep an ear out on that. But in the meantime, stay safe. Remember that it's summer, so you're going to have to protect yourself in the sun when you go out and shoot. But also just take pictures of the things you love. Do it as often as you can because you don't want to you don't want to have regrets. And, you know, sometimes, you know, taking a picture and not taking the picture really does change your mood because being creative is one of the great ways of feeling better about yourself. So until next time, I'll speak to you later and have a good evening.